Hello, and welcome to Seroptimus International Voices, where we give a global voice to women and girls. SI Voices is a space where women's stories and issues are heard as we celebrate 100 years of our remarkable organization. We will reveal and rediscover the history of our global movement while educating and informing on many of the key challenges affecting women and girls today. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of SI Voices. My name is Sue Riney, and I'm very excited to introduce today's guest, Frances Zinedine. Originally from Australia, Frances worked at the United Nations for 31 years, and upon retirement, joined the NGO community. NGO stands for Non-Governmental Organizations. To specifically promote the ideals of the United Nations with specific interest in gender and aging issues. Francis is currently representative to the United Nations for the International Federation on Aging, as well as Seroptimist International. She's also an elected vice chair of the NGO Committee on Aging and a member of the NGO Committee on the Status of Women. Thank you so much for joining us today, Francis. Thank you, Sue. It's a pleasure. I look forward to this um, conversation with you. Our topic for this episode is on the rights of older women, which is one of the key areas of focus currently within Seroptimist International's Road to Equality. Seroptimists have long been involved with issues impacting elder women and were especially inspired by the late Seroptimist and UN Rep. Dr. Janine Jacquemont, who wrote a book for UNESCO called Elder Women, and whose life we explored in a previous SI Voices podcast. Seroptimist from Kenya spoke about the grave issue of lack of inheritance rights for women in 1995 at the Fourth World Conference on Women. Projects that Seroptimists have focused on include helping at Care Center, accessing health and transportation services, and one special low-income housing project with 47 units called Seroptimist Village was founded in 1959 by 13 Seroptimist clubs in Norwalk, California. Other housing programs now exist in other parts of the world. Francis, you're actively involved in a number of issues concerning the rights of older persons. Now, why is the issue of aging and fighting for the rights of older persons, and in particular, older women, important to you? Okay, first of all, women live longer than men. And we must think about the global situation of women, right? Um, I'm very lucky. Uh, I have good health. I have a pension. I have a roof over my head. I have food. I have a happy family. Um, I'm not scared about being abandoned. But in many, many countries, it's not easy uh, for older women. And very often, when we talk about women, do we only consider women of reproductive age? And I think very often, and certainly at the UN, data and statistics are not collected beyond age 49, which is you know, considered the age, the end of the reproductive age. Many women don't have property rights. They spend a lifetime caring for others, unpaid. They don't get pensions from this. There's no recognition of their worth 
I mean, look at the older women who work in, in rural areas, um, morning, noon, and night, um, uh, you know, gathering sticks, collecting water, whatever. It's not rare that older women are abandoned because they're considered a financial burden. It's terrible in some countries. To this day, in some societies, women over the age of 60 are considered witches responsible for bad harvests or bad weather. I mean, just last year in 2020, a 90-year-old woman was stoned to death in Ghana, in a little village in Ghana, because she was considered a witch. And they blamed her for all sorts of things. I mean, in this day and age, it's outrageous. And we must protect their rights. Now, the rights of older persons incorporate such a broad range of issues, like uh, working rights, the rights for long-term care, the rights for housing. So can you give us an insight to why this topic is such a key global issue, especially for women? So at the international level, age is not explicitly listed as a prohibited ground of discrimination in most human rights treaties. And ageism is widespread in employment, in access to financial services, in healthcare services, in education, in protection from violence and abuse. You know, um, you know, should there be a mandatory retirement age? And, and that is something that actually being discussed quite seriously by the International Labour Organization in, in, um, in Geneva. At the UN, I had to retire when I was 60, which is amazing that they have a retirement age. Um, um, and I, you know, I'm now 80 and I'm still still going. So um, uh, we have to watch out for this. And I think we need to be aware of, of the, the, the impact of, of government decisions on, on older people. And when age is accompanied by other dimensions that define identity in society, including sex, race, and ethnicity, religion, um, disability, nationality, when it's all combined, there's multiple layers of discrimination and exacerbating the negative impacts on the enjoy enjoyment of all human rights. Wow. Well, I, I did a search uh, yesterday and learned that the average life expectancy globally for women 100 years ago was just 56 years of age. So how are the demographics of older persons changing around the world now? Yeah, well, um, the United Nations, which um, produces global uh, demographic projections, tells us that the world is aging. Currently, there are about 1 billion people over the age of 60, making up 13.2% of the world population. By 2030, there will be 1.4 billion, representing 16.5% of the world population. And by 2050, there will be 2.1 billion, representing 21% of the world population. That is a staggering number. Almost a quarter of the global population will be over 60 by 2050. Um, and this is one of the mega trends of the 21st century. We have to remember that. 
And on, the, on an average, women live longer than men by about five years. And the 80 plus age group is the fastest growing cohort. People over the age of 80 who are women make up 61%. And of course, we should recognize that longevity is a cause for celebration and not a cause for misery. So you've touched a bit upon this, but can you tell us a little bit more about some of the ways that the rights of older people are violated and specifically what impact has COVID had on these violations taking place, as, as again, especially as it relates to women? For example, um, as a result of the COVID-19, um, the uh, pandemic has exposed many violations against the rights of older persons. For instance, access to treatment based solely, solely on age and not on a medical condition. You know, people um, were asked um, uh, by doctors, you know, how old you are before they admitted you into hospital. And um, if you were too old, you know, that was a cutoff age. And that shouldn't be the case. Um, there are people who are, not, as you, your parents, you were saying, you know, they live to a ripe old age in their 90s and up to 100. And should they be, be denied um, uh, medical attention? And another way was that um, because of the pandemic, uh, many older persons were neglected by healthcare facilities because of their normal conditions, you know, or their pre-existing conditions, even nothing to do with COVID, and they were denied uh, medical attention. And of course, because of the, um, the severity of COVID, right? Um, and the awful thing is that since the outbreak of COVID-19, there have been widespread reports of increased rates of violence against women, particularly intimate partner violence. People are secluded at home, locked down, and um, unfortunately, women are the ones who suffer. I mean, it's rampant. It's, it's really a very, very big problem. And it also includes older women. So let's talk about that convention on the rights of older persons. Why is having one specifically so important for women? Well, that's a very interesting question. So we are working uh, with the Open-Ended Working Group at the, um, at the UN. Um, which is considering the feasibility of having a, a convention, uh, which is an international legal instrument um, which will be binding on all member states. The Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights has recently addressed what we have called the gaps in international law with re respect to protecting the rights of older persons. And, it, and the office has made the case for a specific international legal instrument to protect older persons' rights. There is, for instance, existing programs of action. There's one called the Madrid International Plan of Action on Aging, but it is not legally binding. It's just up to governments, you know, whether they want to uh, comply with the recommendations or not. When we talk about rights, it's not optional. And having such a convention will mean that ageism will not be tolerated, that elder abuse is a crime, and that discrimination against me as an older person is an offense. 
in terms of health services, education, housing, employment, financial services, social protection, legal services, and anything that affects me and my livelihood and dignity. Having a convention will mean that just because I'm older does not mean that I am a drain on society. It will mean recognition, hopefully, that I contribute in many different ways to my family, my community, and to the national economy. I count and therefore should be counted. Some governments are not keen to have um, a convention or a legal document to protect rights because they would not want any legal action to be taken against them if rights are violated. Because on um, uh, rights of the child or persons with disabilities, if those rights are violated, persons with disabilities can sue, right? So uh, there are lots of um, political pushback. Uh, on this, um, and but we must push forward. Francis, I'm sure you have raised the awareness today of not only our Seroptimist members, but also those listeners who are not currently a Seroptimist. So what are some of the things all those listening can do to help protect and raise awareness for the rights of older women? Just as we supported CEDAW, the Convention um, on the Elimination of Discrimination Against Women, and just as we supported the Convention to Protect the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, we should also be supporting a Convention for Older Persons by raising awareness of what is happening at the UN um, uh, with respect to the deliberations. Um, I find that um, in the US, for instance, many organizations um, who work on aging issues, uh, who do wonderful good work uh, um, for older persons. They have no idea what's going on at the UN and what has been discussed at the global level. Um, so it's good to, for instance, for uh, seroptimists in their own work, in their, in their city, in their town, um, to be aware so that they can raise the issues with their authorities. Um, I would love to see um, Seroptimist um, uh, members, you know, when giving presentations or participating in meetings, um, to draw attention to older women and their rights and to articulate support for a convention. When we talk about women, we should be talking about women of all ages, you know, not just up to 49, for instance. And then um, it would be wonderful if... Um, um, Seroptimist or any um, others who are listening uh, who belong to groups or non-governmental organizations um, that do good work, um, that when they're making contact with government authorities, for instance, on issues related to um, women and girls, that they include the concerns of older women. And, and, um, and in that context, you know, also seek support for a convention. It's important for government authorities to, to be aware of what's happening at the UN. And um, uh, I would like to stress that one way of saying uh, or presenting or advocating for us is that we want to stress that we want a world where we don't lose our humanity as we get older. So I think that's the, the key message, really. 
Well, thank you so much, Francis. And I so appreciate the passion and energy you bring to this topic. And you definitely share with us that those, and you self-admitted that you're 80 years old, that you have, that you're 80 years old, that you have so much value and so much to give and so much opportunity to make a difference in our world. And this has been such a huge, important topic. And I'm sure our listeners learned a lot from what you shared. Improving the lives of all women is at the heart of the work in which seropomists around the world are engaged. And we want to ensure our efforts include improving the lives of the older women of today and of tomorrow. We invite all our listeners to join with Seroptimist in that effort. And if you'd like to know more about how you can get involved, just reach out to us via our website, www.seroptimistinternational.org. Thank you all for listening and join us on our next episode of SI Voices. You've been listening to SI Voices, a podcast hosted by Seroptimist International. Follow us on social media for our latest news and updates at Seroptimist Global on Facebook and Instagram and at Seroptitweet on Twitter. You can also check out our website, seroptimistinternational.org. Please join us next time on SI Voices.